0: This is Belgariad and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. Welcome to season four, episode two. This season we're reading book four, Castle of Wizardry. And today we're diving into chapter one. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I am the director of Goddess Kindled Universe. Uh, I am a magical realism author and I also write mythic fantasy and a bit of nonfiction as well.
1: And I'm Alicia Seymour, fantasy author, and I write stories about um, finding the wonder in the darkness. And I'm just sitting here... <laughs>
0: clenched onto my left breast because there's
1: some weird pains going on you know that's like people by the way oh. speaking of breasts that uh, we got a comment last week about boob crystals uh, because of our conversation did you see that it was i think it was eric he was talking uh, he left a comment on the oh. saying yeah, yeah he'd heard of people wearing crystals at on jewelry oh, keep on their skin <laughs> to their skin but never on their boobs i guarantee oh,
0: like, that all women who all, all women who do things with crystals have chucked in them bra. in their boobs
1: yeah yeah it was just funny it made me laugh. like the way he had phrased it made me laugh and ever since then it'll just pop in my head boob crystals and i just start
0: laughing <laughs> boob crystals <laughs> oh, great. i think we may have found the title for this episode
1: <laughs> funny it would be fitting since they're in caves in it's the true it's true what do you think of the episode
0: of the of the chapter
1: it was it felt a little long to me oh it had it had moments where I like some of it I was like that's pretty cool to know now that's what's moving forward But then other parts, and I was also really sleepy when I was trying to read it yesterday. Mm. So that might have been part of it, but parts of it felt a little slow.
0: Okay. Well, I think there's a lot of information in here
1: as well. There's a lot of. It feels
0: like a recap, Mm -hmm. you know, like a season recap when you start, when you're watching a show and the first episode of the next season comes up and they recap the entire season. Yeah. It's a little bit like that.
1: Right. <laughs> I do feel that. I try not to do that in my writings because I know I don't like – I did it yeah. initially. No. And I, I don't like reading it that way because I'm like, oh, but I already know all this. Yeah. Like why would I start reading the fourth book? I don't need to like – I know.
0: I really – I. It, it irritates me as well. And, and if I,
1: anybody's going to start a, a series at book four – They deserve what they get as far as I'm concerned. Right. If you start reading at <laughs> book four, fucking – and I have to admit, okay, I did that with Harry Potter. Uh, I started on book four, but you know why.
0: No, I don't know why, because I'm about to be horrified, I think.
1: I saw the first three movies. <gasps> and <No. I> said,
0: <gasps>
1: <gasps> Didn't we discuss this last
0: week? Didn't we discuss this last, <laughs> last week with the Discovery of Witch's and, fiasco that is the television well, show? Sorry, I'm getting. Yeah, I'll
1: have to update you on that too. But um, okay. So, so I'd read through the first three movies. I wasn't really a huge fan yet, but I liked the stories. And so I said, okay, well, i already know the first three stories generally. So let me just start on book four, and I did. The books so much better. So much more in them. You wouldn't have understood anything I've... that was going on. But I did. I actually did. And I book four is set even now my all time favorite of the Harry Potter's book four. The the that The games one. The Triwizard Tournament. 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 Um, And then of course I went back and read the first three books straight away. Did you do it straight away? Did you do it straight away? I think so. Once I finished the whole series. By the time I picked up book four, she only had like two books left to release and one came out right away. Okay. And one was like So you just the kept reading Yeah. And then I went back and did the whole series in one. I was like, now it's even more awesome. And uh, I have to confess. You not, stopped just reading. Don't, just don't have a heart attack. Okay. I promise. Uh, on me. I'm already and, having uh, pains. Maybe I was to- having, maybe
0: my boob was having premonition <laughs> about what you're about to tell me.
1: I ask your forgiveness ahead of time. But um, uh, I fell in love with the show Discovery of Witches. Mm-hmm. I know it's a entirely different telling of it. Okay. Because you're also seeing stuff that you don't see behind the scenes in the books. So they're actually showing you. Well, as the, long as you think about it as two separate things. Peter Knox. Yeah,
0: yeah. As long as you sort of see it as two separate things and don't try and compare it, which is like what i can't help but do it's okay i don't mind it's okay you have my blessing go and enjoy it
1: well i already finished all of season two is it good i haven't finished the book two yet so i actually found out the ending of book two for watching the show (laughs) uh it was very good it was so good i love season two even more in the show because they cut out all the junk in book two that I did not like. That was just wasting time and showing me characters I didn't care about. Because <laughs> I still don't feel attachment to any of the new characters introduced. You don't like uh, so. Gilly Glass. I mean, I don't feel like I got enough from him to know, That's to the feel. Read the book. I have read it though. I have like this much left, hundred pages,
0: <laughs> so okay. I don't, okay so maybe at some stage of what is it is it a good show like in and of i itself. enjoy it
1: i enjoy it a lot i think they did a good job especially in book two when she gets deeper into her magic and she's learning how to weave yeah i think they did it looks really beautiful it looks so beautiful and did um, you like the familiar that's pretty cool yeah i did like the familiar Okay. And, I'm, I just actually, got to the, I'm actually a bit curious no. now to see what the show's like. I loved it. But see the actor who plays Matthew? I also, I already loved him just from one movie that probably nobody else knows about that's what? called Leap Year. Leap Year. It's like a romantic comedy. Is it? <laughs> and he, he's an Irish guy and, and I think he's, I don't know, but he's Irish and it's like a little, just a little fun chick flick kind of movie but Mm -hmm. I just loved his dynamic with the girl who is Amy Adams Mm -hmm. Uh, I love their dynamic and it's such a cool little relationship that they blossom into at the end of it and and so when I saw he was Matthew I'm like I have never seen him in anything else and so I got really excited okay all right you know what you know what I'm gonna give this
0: to you because right wrong who knows good bad who knows you just see All it as separate. perspective. I will try
1: to separate myself and I will watch it. It's kind of cool that you get to see what the congregation's doing when the others don't know, you know, and you get a little bit more of a story that you didn't okay. have before. And, okay. Um, and Marcus, the actor they got from Marcus, I think he's brilliant. I okay. Think that's exactly how I visualise Marcus. You know what? That's why I stopped watching Because right
0: at the start, when Marcus is like, it's like I don't know, not even ten minutes in. Maybe I lasted ten minutes in, and and they had they had the father walk past in like the flashback at the start where she was like, "Hang on, who was that?" And I thought, and then and then (laughs) and then they then he they introduced um oh what's his name. Matthew? No, no, Marcus. Marcus, way too soon. I'm like, what's what the hell's Marcus doing here? He's not supposed to be here yet. (laughs) And so, I so I had a little temper tantrum and stopped watching immediately because they weren't giving me the book (laughs) word for word on my screen, which is what I always wish for, but I never get. I never get it. I know.
1: I know. They did cut a lot of good stuff, I think, out of book one in the show, in the uh, beginning of it. Yeah. But it makes up for it by the time they get to set yeah. tours in the show. Yeah. It's pretty good.
0: Okay. Well, okay, okay. I'll give it a chance because
1: it only gets because, there.
0: Because I'm very narrow-minded in my open-mindedness, I find.
1: <laughs> I know I know it's hard with stories because I've done that before when I absolutely love a series. It's a different
0: medium. it's a different storytelling medium. I need to not be so books are God. It's not true. All creations <laughs> are their own beautiful magical selves,
1: yeah I think I think the stuff about magic on t v when it's done really well. Mm. Is really amazing, like it really gives you a visual. And I think they did a good job with um, Diana's magic in the show, they made it look really awesome Ooh, and also okay. Really beautiful. Okay,
0: I might. I, you
1: well done, <laughs> you got me. You never thought I was about to get in trouble. <laughs> no, never. Great, right. we're talking so, a lot. I might have that put was a big this- side. So I might have it. to
0: take that and go <laughs> into before <Yeah>. the
1: show. <laughs> I think so. I think so. That was like 10 minutes of Discovery Witches. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, um, um, how anyhow. did that even get brought up? Oh, I,
0: can't, I was about to ask you. I can't remember. Where were we up to? We're talking about. Uh, oh, I know how we got me. there. I know how we got there because. You were like, oh, this was a bit long. And I said, like, there was a lot of information. It was like a flashback to the series, and bang, that's how we got it. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So we can just pick up with our our weeks, our cups. Yes.
0: But mind you, I worked out how to do the timestamp thing. So people don't want to listen
1: to us yammer on. They can just skip to the next (laughs) bit. Oh, cool. I know, I'm sure that was probably a little bit of a headache.
0: Yeah. So if you. Listener, darling listener, if you go to uh, the episode post in Patreon, you can click on the time of the segment you want to listen to, and it will take you there in, only in Spotify, though. It only will take you to the thing in Spotify, but listen to Spotify because it's awesome. I don't actually get paid for that, unfortunately. But that's okay because I don't get paid for any of it unless you're a patron.
1: <laughs> use it because it's cool. Yeah. Okay. That is pretty cool. That's all. And so I'm just putting in a lot of work to make it happen for you too. So you can use the feature. <sighs> I just love that okay. Sort of
0: stuff. Okay. Come on. What are we doing? Oops. We're doing a podcast. Oops.
1: Um you want to share your cup? Uh, sure. My
0: potion is <laughs> cola with lime, which is delicious and everybody should try it immediately. Get a lime, lop off a slice, whack it in a glass and pour some cola on it. It's delicious. <sighs> and I'm drinking far too much of it. So... <laughs> because it's bubbly and i'm just enjoying bubbles in the back garden after work lately it's been very nice my first Mm. book promo went live on monday my very 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 first one ever that's exciting it is exciting for embodying earth um real magic and spiritual self-care and um You can pick up my book and lots of other books uh, like memoir and self-help and stuff, feel-good stuff, for free till the 24th of June. I'll put a link somewhere. But um, it's kind of exciting and I have a question about it in Prophecy Speaks Later because I'm a little bit nervous too. So, yeah, there's that. And I've gotten back into the plot of Emerald on Her Tongue, which is my mythic fantasy that I'm writing at the moment, which I put on pause when I went to do, like, advertising stuff and Uh email onboarding stuff and that kind of thing. But now I'm getting back into it and I wrote new words today and I was very excited because I'm like, oh, I like where this is going. Oh, Mm -hmm. I want to know what happens next. You know when you get that? When you write yeah. it and you go, oh, what's gonna happen next? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. I love that that's feeling.
1: That's fun. That is such a good feeling. <laughs> so yes, I'm more sparkly from that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: and so and I've started a new crochet project, and I haven't done any crochet for a long time, actually, months. And um, and this project I've started is all really deep it's I've called it deep ocean or ocean deep is the what I've named the blanket and um, it's all deep blues and greens and kind of uh, like blue green green blues a little tiny bit of sparkle in some of the colors Mm -hmm. it's just gorgeous and it's really kind of so the way that my creativity, like a creativism, like I'm a creativist. The things that I create and what I do, whether it be cooking or baking or crocheting or drawing or writing or playing music, they all feed into each other. It's like this beautiful symbiosis where everything kind of mixes up and becomes this beautiful thing and each of the things becomes deeper and richer because of all of the other things that I'm doing. And yeah. so this crochet project I'm starting is all really deep water and it's kind of like, oh, I realise that it's like helping me go deeper into the water magic of, of Emerald on Her Tongue, which is all about water magic. And so I'm really getting reconnected with all of that. It's really,
1: yep. i enjoy enjoying as so much. That's really, really fun. I like that. Yeah. The way it intertwines, you yeah. know, there's no... They have to sit down and write all the time. It's like no, there's other things to do to inspire the story while you're not with the story. And mm-hmm. well, I can't just sit and write all the time. It doesn't work. I can't either. I can't either. I
0: have. I, I need that that bubbling time. So when I'm crocheting, mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. to focus on the pattern because it's a really complicated pattern. There's that all of that bubbling, bubbling, bubbling going on in the back of my head, you know. Yeah. And and even my tenor recorder. Have I shown it to you? Yeah, you have. It's really the, big nice. ones. the big one. The big one? Yeah. So uh, this this one uh, again. Yeah. So it, the sound of it is so beautiful. Here I'll take it a little bit. <laughs> Like it's so deep and beautiful, you know. So, it's anyway. is, it is really rich, has a really rich sound. So, mm. so yeah, that's my magic. It's sort of that, that is my potion. All of that
1: mixed it's up. Like, together. Um, it's almost like a whole little Shire lifestyle you have, you know, you get to play <laughs> your, your flute, and then I well, didn't have flutes, but.
0: You know, no, no, uh, well, it's called a... In, in, your... in Dutch, it's called a block float.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that does sound like a really um, magical week. Um, I do have a little bit of a shy <laughs> life, don't I? Yeah, you do. I was just talking about the shire, because someone was telling me that, they, that New Zealand was the place to go right now with all the COVID stuff, because it was the most open and everything, mm-hmm. and I was like... New Zealand is like the one place I want to go. It's and I said, so beautiful. Mainly because that's where the Shire is. Yeah, and they have tours, the Weta um, Studios yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want to do that. And I said, and I can also just um, tuck myself into a hobbit hole and just say, okay, I'll see you later, world. <laughs> you can keep going on without me. Absolutely. I
0: tell you what, I tell you what. One day when I'm making lots of money from my books and you're making lots of money from your books, and the world is open again, let's go
1: on a little trip. Yeah, to to the Shire. I want to do that. It's been like ten years I've been wanting to go. So, ten more, maybe, maybe less. I mean, Um, we we can go. You better give me your magic. I am in a talking kind of
0: mood. I will keep talking for four hours if you don't get me going okay. into the okay.
1: show. <laughs> it is a chatty day even for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my potion is a dark chocolate and sun butter smoothie. What sun butter? That sounds great. Oh, sun butter is amazing. It's sunflower sunflower seeds made oh, into butter. Delicious. So, good that's so good and I f- actually have these little treats they're vegan because I can't have dairy mm. um it's it's dark chocolate with sun butter in the middle and they're like Reese's cups <gasps> but they're vegan with and they're so good oh, yum um, so I was like that would be really good in a smoothie mm. and I say that because it's it has been that kind of like sweet kind of rich week I guess overall there's been little hiccups in between but um I started writing in a new story and writing in my short story, which uh, the working title is Afterglow, just because that's the song. So for me, it's when I listen to music that I get my inspiration for writing a lot. It comes, a lot of it comes from music I like. A lot of the music I'm drawn to is very kind of spiritual, but also modern, like Jason Mraz or Ed Sheeran and a lot of their stuff. Um, and so that was really fun because already, like you were just saying, already the characters are surprising me and I'm not even, it's a short story. So I've got like a thousand words down and, um, it's just a really, it's got some really cool magic that I couldn't have ever envisioned before. And now it's just kind of flowing from me. And I'm like, oh, do I want to save this for my next series instead? And I was like, no, no, no. Cause my next series, I already know what I want it to be and it's different the magic will not run out sweetie don't be scared (laughs) yeah this one felt perfect for such a like just concise wrap it up in one quick little story Mm -hmm. and I don't have to get too deep into like the lore and all of that you Mm -hmm. know so it made sense so that's been really fun and then I also the Raven Dreams the third book that I'm finally getting finished up for my first series (laughs) i
0: I feel
1: I put it into kindle format and so i'm actually reading it on my phone like a book and i'm just reading all the way through probably mm-hmm. gonna take me like a week the way i read but um uh, maybe five days and just so i can get the flow and say like what is it making sense what's crap that i really yep. need to just let go of and that's been actually really fun because there's been so many moments where i'm like I didn't write that. There's no way I wrote that. Nobody wrote right? be that brilliant. It's like when you feel <laughs> like dejected, you make a
0: CV. And you think, holy yeah. crap, look at all the stuff I can do.
1: Yeah. Because I was connect, the way I was connecting and intertwining in this part of the book, I'm like, how would I even remember all of that to make that make sense? Because you know, because brilliant and a magician. My memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also
0: you say that all
1: the time it is though but I know that when I am open and I'm allowing the uh, assistance to come through me yeah in the form of source or angels or whoever that wants this message to come out yeah it comes out yeah and I just type the words and I'm not even really aware of what I'm saying in the moment absolutely uh yep Yep, yep, yep. And so it has nothing to do with memory. It's just no. I'm letting the flow come in. And so yes. when I reread something like that, where I know it was in flow, uh-huh. I'm just amazed at how brilliant it sounds. Preach, priestess, <laughs> preach. Yeah. Um, so that's been going on. That's been really magical for me. And then I also did start a, a project as a virtual assistant again, which was interesting for me. Because that made me realize that, uh, and I've been getting this message a lot of balancing, um, balancing this world, my human self, in this 3D world, and the spiritual self yeah. that I really would just love to spend all day with and like yeah. forget about 3D me. Yeah. But I know I can't, and so this kind of pulled me back into this world as a human, and called me to release a lot of. Um, stuff that I didn't need to hold on to about doing work for somebody else because I mean this person's amazing Mm -hmm. and the work was really easy and it's something I know how to do so I'm like why am I making myself miserable through it like can't I just enjoy it and get some money for it and And... so so I did I'm waiting to hear back from her on the project I haven't heard back yet but...
0: but but your
1: shift your internal shift that's so I realized a little bit huge, yeah. dog. She came up for the purpose of maybe able to release that because I think that's also was a, a, a block in my abundance in other forms. Yeah, because I wouldn't do VA work long term. Um It was just something as a means that if she wants to give me work right now, yeah, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll take extra money. Mm-hmm. But I released a lot and that was necessary, so that was good and. Mm-hmm the last little pieces, I got a new iPhone. I got the iPhone 11. I didn't want to go all the way up to 12 and pay twice the twice for whatever. Not that much difference. Cause I had the iPhone 6s for the longest time. And it finally just started dying.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: said, um, my mom needed a new phone too. So we kind of just, me and my parents are on our own little family plan now. Mm-hmm. Got all that set up and it's been nice to have a phone that doesn't die like every hour. And oh wow Uh, yeah the screen is bigger I can actually read so fantastic and good well I'm glad that you rewarded
0: yourself and celebrated your win
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I've been trying to do that too actually let myself enjoy um enjoy the good stuff very cool without feeling like I have to move right into the next thing
0: excellent
1: (sighs) <sighs> okay, so half an hour later,
0: Garion's you.
1: <laughs> All right, so they're escaping back down through the caves in the mountain, and the mountain's crumbling around them. The orb starts singing to Garion, in his mind. It's like it's absorbing his memories, getting to know him kind of thing. And Gary Ann also has more conversations with his dry voice. And Aunt Paul is trying to help Belgrath, who's pretty injured during that little battle with mm-hmm. Katuchik. And, and then they finally get towards the bottom where, is it Taba? Is that how you say her name? Taba, that's how Are I, I say it. Taba. Um, and then Rel has to rescue her because she's buried in the rocks. He's the only one that can get to her. Mm-hmm. That's it. So yeah so
0: moving into wolf's wisdom very swiftly so at the start of the chapter um Garians fleeing everyone's fleeing like so left into the into their cabins and they're fleeing and it's i love i love how it starts this chapter and i love how it ends the first sentence last sentence beautiful ktuchik was dead and more than dead and the earth itself heaved and groaned in the aftershock of his destruction
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it is it's just it really is just them running Garion is holding the little boy who is holding the orb
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it, it's all about the memories that the orb is flicking up inside Garion's mind and and Gary and not being able to concentrate on anything um, because the orb is revisiting all of these memories and, you know,
1: so he's kind of just out of it. It's like, he's, he's, he's tripping. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hard to escape for your life while that's happening Yeah, in your mind. Um, but yeah,
0: that really is the, uh, most of it, you know, the, uh, who's, I think, is it barracks carrying um, Belgarath, and they're all just running, and um, Relg is leading them down into into the caves, and it's probably like a lot quicker to talk about this chapter than to read it because you know we're not going to yeah. go over all the memories as a you know right. it's a recap. Basically, it's a recap of the books that have come before. And the things like that it hits on all of the, the points of Gary and story to kind of bring us to where we are. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe the maybe let's see. what what are them what are what is what were the most important things that this little bit, you know, threw up to you? Like
1: oh as far as what the orb's picking up
0: from well, him I just you know how the orb is connecting with gary and maybe like from your point of view as the new
1: well it made sense it made sense that this would happen i guess because he is the descendant of all those children who would touch the orb right with their hand and maybe that's how the orb got its little magic was by getting they would get they that would allow the orb to share their memories for their life or something once they touched it. Maybe. And Garion wasn't able to like well yeah, he still hasn't it. It. he still hasn't touched it. Yeah, he can't touch it. But I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it made sense. No, that doesn't um,
0: make sense though. And big big like for the others it would have had a connection their whole lives. It wouldn't yeah. have had to do this at any point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I don't know if it was the when the kids touched it that started the connection or not, but or just kept it going, uh, I suppose, it strengthened
0: it. That was the impression we got was that it strengthened yeah, right. the connection.
1: Right. So maybe the orb can connect without the touch. Obviously he can. Well it obviously can because yeah, it is. It is. Um but yeah that's I thought that was a, a cool idea. And then the fact that the memory that it's kept to seem focusing on his memories of Sinedra.
0: Yes, in the end, after after it's sort of gone through the entire catalog. Well, it, it does comes, it twice because it comes back be... to it comes back to Sinedra and revisits all of, like he, he remembers them, but then goes back and lingers on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah. Garion's um, kind of surprised at how well and how vividly he remembers Sinedra. Yeah,
1: right. It's true. The boys always take longer to realise how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. Maybe I do actually love her. <laughs> wait a second.
0: <laughs> well, it is it, it, it is interesting.
1: Yeah. But I think in, in most cases the women... Are, are the feminine energy. Of course it's not always the case. And the men are the masculine energy. And isn't the feminine all more heart and the masculine more minds, like yin and yang kind of
0: thing, right? Well I think that each of us is our own balance of energies. And right. that shifts that shifts and changes over our lifetime. And so I'm 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 friends with um some men who are uh very masculine men but their feminine energy is i would mm-hmm. say stronger than the masculine energy yeah and that's the balance that they have at that time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's interesting i i I've, I've i've been called to answer this kind of question since being with a female partner yeah someone once actually asked me outright you know who's the who's the woman, who's the man in the relationship?
1: I'm
0: like, well, neither <laughs> of us, and that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you know, and I sort of went into this explanation of well, it's the combination of energies, it's the mm-hmm. balance of energies. And so I think that at different times I'm more in my head, mm-hmm. and at sometimes I'm more in my heart. Mm-hmm. and and i th- i think ultimately the more that we allow those kind of fixed definitions to soften and just not be relevant the more balanced each of us will become in ourselves because we, there won't be a need to be any particular way. So, I mean, I guess,
1: I you know what I, I mean? I understand. Sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. I'm just- I understand, yeah, that each person, each energy carries their own masculine and feminine. I just notice from my own experiences anyways, of the ones I'm drawn to, mm-hmm. As far as like a, a partner, like mm. the person I'm choosing to be romantic with and stuff, yep. usually the balance between us, even yep. though we both carry both energies, yeah, is he has more of the masculine most of the time. I have more of the feminine most of the time. And Well, that makes sense as the bodies are walking around in, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, but I also know that there's men who always carry stronger feminine energy and that's okay too. Yeah. And just I I feel like Giri and Insnida are are pretty are pretty typically characterized in the way where he's more yeah carrying more masculine energy most of the time and she's yep. more feminine most of the time and so that's where I was just saying that he that I vision him more as as a head operating from his mind yeah she operates completely from her heart she's very just passionate and do you actions. think so i think so i think that was
0: okay that's why she's so fiery (laughs) this is really interesting because i can argue the opposite yeah not that i'm interested i don't want interested in convincing anyone but i see Garion as very heart-centered and i see Sinedra as quite head-centered and calculating and how do i get what i want a lot of the time (laughs) you know
1: yeah. Different people take it different ways. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, and so I really, I
0: think that oh, we just, it's so wonderful. We walk through the world <laughs> with these our with these perspectives and filters that are entirely our own. And isn't that wonderful?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Cause I could have never seen it from that perspective had you not shared it. I never would have seen Gary in his heart centered really not yet anyways, maybe he'll have some moments later well,
0: but but I mean even now like he's he's he doesn't think about what he does like look at what he did with the cult it's mm-hmm. it's he's it's instinctive like he's and 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 yeah so maybe heart centered or like emotion centered like emotions take the seem to take the forefront like he he acts mm-hmm. from emotion
1: he he yeah i always seen him as like lacking emotion to me wow he really he doesn't exude that much emotion and i guess cuz he has that voice in his mind too mm. um and that's where we see him a lot of the time is listening to the voice mm. or listening to guidance from mm. Elgarath or Fulgara. So that's that's how I interpreted him. Okay. But you know, like you say, everybody has their from their own life experience. <laughs> yeah, your own interpretation. He's
0: none in. of us. None of us here, listeners. None of us are reading the same book. None of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely none of us. <laughs> you even oh, another we're reading, big sidetrack, we, we think we're reading the same book. But I know. Oh my god. Okay, well,
1: that's just that's one. At least this one is related to Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so we got into that because we were talking about, um, oh, the the orb kept going back to the memories of Sinistra specifically, yeah. So, yeah, so they're running through and garion's trying to find balance between what's happening with his mind in the orb and escaping he's Mm -hmm. still trying to protect the little boy who's carrying the orb Mm -hmm. and um and then beric needs to stop because he's like losing his breath right Mm -hmm. well yeah he's Uh, carrying belgareth and um yeah and so but relg tells them that they can't stop here well, actually that happens later, but whatever.
0: Oh hang on, let me just like right after. have I
1: skipped something. Because after all they're running. Like Apple warns Gary to watch where he's going because he's yeah. kind of distracted.
0: He's yeah, like, and don't then, run off, she's like, don't run off the bloody edge, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um and they do run into a few like pockets of Murgos and they just kill a couple of them to get through. And then Rel, yeah, Relg tells them to stop, to stop. They're running. And Barak thinks that he's, like, going to pray or something. <laughs> and they're like, get out of the yeah. way, move, Relg, not here. And Relg's like, no, 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 stop. I'm, just, I'm trying to listen to something. And then he tells them to run back the other way, like run, 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 and because the mountain's just breaking away, the whole side of the mountain.
1: It's breaking away. Yeah. I like that description. Oh, How yeah. is it? it starts to fall away and then the sunrise like shines in on them. Yes. That would be like the creepiest thing ever, I think. Yeah. There's like dust pluming and it's just like at the
0: ends of the corridors You're running for your life. don't sort of go anywhere anymore. They just stop open out into the open air. Yeah. And the sound, like can you imagine The tearing sound of rock tearing away from itself. Yeah.
1: Very loud. Um, I can imagine that. That would be like, um, I don't know. I've never heard something like that. I mean, the sound of a
0: collision, like a car crash, that's pretty horrific, the metal on metal, but it would be different. Have you ever had an earthquake? Because that's
1: essentially um, what this is. I mean, I don't know that you can hear them. You just feel them. We a lot, well, thankfully we don't, haven't recently, but I've been through many earthquakes in my life. Have you? I never, yeah, I never hear it. I always feel it first. And I usually feel it coming before it actually hits. Mm. But then I'm sitting still and i like hence they can sense it and then all of a sudden it goes and i'm like oh oh my god well that uh, the sound
0: hanukkah's got the sound of earthquakes an earthquake sound in uh, our base chakra healing track
1: yeah i'd imagine maybe if you're out in nature like beside a mountain or something when there's an earthquake
0: but actually from what you said you more you feel it more than you hear it like it's a an inside your body sound more Mm -hmm. than an in coming into your ears sound it's weird it's very um
1: (laughs) vibration
0: yeah it's very Mm deep
1: yeah but it is like I get more like into panic mode in those few seconds that Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily pay attention I'm more on alert like Am I gonna have to go run and grab the girls and get to a safe place? And I'll just stand for a moment. And usually it passes right away.
0: So you don't have to do anything. You actually have like a physical a concept of like you could probably imagine this scene much better than I could because I've never been in any kind of earthquake situation. The
1: feeling of it, yeah, I could imagine the feeling of being right beside a mountain, inside of a mountain, as it starts to like the vibration it would create. And, the, I mean, I imagine they're all, like, shaking as they're standing there trying to... Well, they're um, running. They're trying to, like,
0: run yeah. for their lives away from people who want to kill them and a mountain that's,
1: you know, tearing apart. That would be terrifying. Yeah, with the red sunrise shining in on them, like, blood. <laughs> so...
0: So they keep going and uh uh Paul Gara just explains that um Kichik destroyed himself because Barracks like didn't see any dead body there. Um Palgar's like, yeah, well, he destroyed himself. There is nothing left.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Gary remembers whether he's already hearing their conversation. Yes. He remembers um uh, uh seeing into Katuchik's mind and Katuchik being really scared of seeing and yeah, Polgar- holding the orb, right? Yeah, because
0: Polgara is saying for some reason Katuchik tried to unmake the orb. No. You know, something happened that frightened him so much he forgot the first rule and that's when Garin remembers. And now I still can't, I don't know, I mean, I know the whole story, and I'm still like,
1: <laughs> why was he afraid?
0: It's I can't. I've never, I've never been perfectly satisfied with with this whole scared of Gary and holding the orb. I don't understand it. Um, if one of our, yeah. if, if one of our listeners really gets it, no spoilers. Just let you know put a comment in on the post or send us a message saying yes you know i understand it or and then come in at an appropriate moment later on when we know stuff and we can talk about some more but i don't it's never i just don't <laughs> it just doesn't quite sit right with me okay Maybe I want more subtlety than but, they're, than than they're going for. I, I I want all of the layered, you know, um, symbolism and you know everything to kind of tie into it. I just don't. Maybe it's just more obvious than I'm thinking.
1: Maybe it's just an open loophole. <laughs> that happens. That yeah. happens. We are human. Uh... Anyway, so.
0: So that yeah, they keep they keep going and and because they're talking about the the um, barracks, like oh he gets worried that the orb was destroyed as well. And um, Paul's like, no, nothing can destroy the orb. And the little boy gets it out. (laughs) Like he just takes the orb over to Barrack and holds it out to him. (laughs) He's like, oh Bella, you know that's his god. Shit. Uh Make him stop, Polgara. Doesn't he know (laughs) how dangerous it is? But anyway, so Polgara checks on Belgarath. His heart's strong. He's just exhausted from the battle with Chichik. And um, things are kind of quietening, quietening down. The earthquake's settling a little bit. Hogar observes there's something very strange about the little boy. She doesn't yeah. know what it is, mm-hmm. but it's quite
1: peculiar. She asks Garion to keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Silk suggests maybe it's because he's holding the orb and that's why he's being mm. strange.
0: Well, because he's been around but, it, you know.
1: Yeah. But I think there's probably more to it. hmm and so then the, they know that there's Murgos coming behind them. Mm-hmm. Five of them, one straggling after. So Beric and Mandrelin go to uh take care of them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so they just go and then they come, you know, kill them and they come back and, you know, Garen's still being remembered by the orb and it's then that... The dry voice pops in and says, Stop fighting it. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, let it get to know you. And and Garen, you're like, Just can it wait? It's really not a good time. (laughs) And the dry voice thinks that's very amusing. He says, Well, you know, it's been waiting for quite a while for you to come along. I don't think that you're going to get it to stop. Yeah. Uh, I think that it, uh, it, it it's, it's worth saying here that two times Garen says, why me, in a very short space of time. He says, why me to uphold?" when she tells him to keep an eye on the little boy and make sure he doesn't lose the orb. He's like, why me? Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later here, he says to the dry voice, the, you know the, the dry voice says you know it's just trying to get to know you. It's been waiting for a long time, and Gary's like, "Why me?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. so it's just it's like if it's a little little uh, motif that that turns up through the whole thing. It's like that you know what's impossible that shows up. Mm-hmm. The "why me" is a little bit of a little motif that pops up now and then. Okay. And so and the driver and he's like, was well, it is the orb doing this to the everyone else? And he's like, yeah, well, to a lesser degree, yes. But you may as well relax. He's gonna do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And um then Paul tells them to tells Relg to guide them back to the place where Tabor is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they go there. And It seems to get a bit easier now for Gary, now that he knows what's going on. It's not so difficult for him to be in the two places at once, although he's still pretty out of it. And I wonder why he doesn't just say to Aunt Paul, the orbs getting to know me and it's pulling memories out. Like there's some there's a point in here that's like oh here Gary and Aunt Paul says what's mm-hmm. the matter with you I told you to hold on to the child pay attention this isn't the time for daydreaming I wasn't I was how could he explain it you were what I'm like well how do you explain it you say it's the orb it's in my head you know <laughs> like.
1: I think he was feeling a little bit vulnerable because the orb was like accessing all of his memories and well, that makes especially sense. the Sanidra stuff. Yeah, the Sanidra stuff sense. Is, it's private. And so I guess yeah. he didn't it's uncomfortable. Like what's a teenage boy gonna tell his mom that
0: that's very know, true. That's very true. Cause what yeah, like what my, if he says that and she says, Well, what is he what is he what are you thinking about?
1: No. Mm-hmm. Because ah. I know my daughter wouldn't even tell me. this point she'd be embarrassed i don't know why but she would be and i know that when my children were
0: 15 there was a lot of shit that went on that i had no clue about
1: yeah the way it is and i and me too. you're preparing yourself (laughs) yeah it's a few years yet babe it's already starting though (laughs) little secrets that she thinks i don't know (laughs) yeah but I do, yeah. and I just don't tell her right now. Yeah. That's it. You just don't so, tell them. The thing is,
0: you don't tell them that you know what's going on. They think they got away with it, so there's no reason for them to get more subtle or better at lying because they think they got away with it. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> sure. Oh, well, that makes sense. Thank you. I will be a little bit more lenient on <laughs> My bossy self. Okay. Anyway, I don't even know what I'm saying today. So they keep going. Mander Allen gets a little bit injured, which he says is a mere scratch because he kind of wanders off and takes care of a few uh, Murgos mm-hmm. or by his big self, and Barrack gets a bit huffy about that. And... And then they keep going, keep going, keep going, hide from some Murgos. And they get back to um oh no before that. So the orb's still doing its thing. And it and Garen kind of gets to the point where he realizes, like he's like, oh, we've got the orb now, this, this thing that took me out of Feldor's farm in the middle of the night and just changed my whole world. We've got it now
1: yeah he thinks it's done but then he keeps kind of. thinking yeah well is not the voice the voice comes in to kind of talk reason into him right to say well no actually
0: no this is him he talks himself through he's like okay. you know we've done it this amazing thing we've done this amazing thing you know this thing that ripped my life apart and changed everything but he gets himself to the place where he was. he's certain that this is not the end of it. Mm. And that's when the dry voice comes in and says, yeah, well, about time, dude. You've realised that this is just the beginning, really. Things don't just finish here. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what happens next because spoilers. Mm-hmm but you haven't come nearly as far as you think you have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, he, and the voice does tell them that they're going to Riva next mm-hmm. too. Which is mm-hmm.
0: cool. Um, and then they get to where the, the corridor where Tabor, they left Tabor, and the ceiling's fallen in. And he looks, he's genuinely sorry, Um he says, "Um, Paul, I'm the cave in. She's on. She's on the other side of the cave in. We can't get to her." Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's like, "Well, find a way. We have to. We have to get there. And find a way." Has to, and he's like, "Well, there, there is no way to get to her. If we try to move the rock, more will fall." And um, and he's he sort of makes the comment, "We can hope. We can only hope that the rock fall killed her." And mm-hmm. And Silk's, you know, a little bit disgusted and and they don't understand. And he's like, no, she's got water and air. She could live for weeks before she starves to death and that's horrible, you know. And and so it shows us this, this compassionate um, yeah. side to Rel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that he he, he he lives in caves. People who live in caves don't want to see people trapped like that.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but, of course, Polgara knows she's alive because, you know, it's Polgara. And <laughs> says, Rel, you have to go and get her. And he's just terrified. And... You know the others. Mander Allen actually says quite a gives him a bit of a rousing speech. You know, it's not a sin about about it being you know, yeah, compassionate and one of the most beautiful things you can do. You know, look after someone who's weak and helpless. And as the way that he says it actually is sort of sums it all up i'll just read it consideration for the unfortunate is a paramount responsibility of all decent men and no force in all the world can corrupt the pure spirit Mm -hmm. if compassion doth not move thee to fly to her aid then mayest thou not perhaps regard her rescue as a test of thy purity and that says it all i think Mm -hmm. about relg's terror
1: yeah and what's interesting is i mean he's he's begging even after what what tells him he's still begging them don't make me do this and like it feels like he's about to cry yeah and he's truly distressed and there's something i don't know i feel like there's something deeper going on about it that he's that we're not aware of yet i don't know maybe there's nothing more but um okay it references that gary knows why Mm. because he remembers their long conversations together he had to listen to him and that the sin that he the believes that he carries um because he's, he's had thoughts of women or something like that yeah um that maybe he believes he's he just truly believes he's being sinful by giving in to a woman who he's probably, he had probably had lustful thoughts about. She was attractive or something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he, the whole trip, you know, cause he he just talked about sin, sin, sin and wickedness of impure thoughts and women showing their arms and, and Gary knows that the whole time he's talking about himself, like he's, he's castigating himself for feeling and thinking and, mm-hmm having these thoughts inside himself yeah and I've never thought about it before you know but that had to come from somewhere that didn't just pop into his head one day I think that a relk a little a little side story about relk would be very (laughs) interesting yeah I wonder if someone's written that does anybody know tell me
1: Yeah, so they convince him to go through the rock. And um, he is able to get her out. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you share the last bit of the chapter and he's coming back out <gasps> Thank of the you. rock.
0: So, so they come back. And I'll read I'll read the last paragraph because I just oh, it makes me happy. Rogue's face was twisted into an agony. Tears of anguish streamed openly from his eyes, and his teeth were clenched as if he were in the grip of intolerable pain. His arms, however, cradled the terrified slave woman protectively, almost gently, and even when they were free of the rock, he held her closely against him as if he intended to hold her thus forever. Wow. It makes me feel warm and tingly. I love it. Mm-hmm. End of chapter
1: two. So, yeah, that whole thing, that whole sentence right there also makes me wonder with Rogue, like, I feel like maybe he confuses, um, like, just actually sexual passion with feeling something for somebody, you know? Like, or what? Like the, the sexual passion yeah. that he thinks is his sin, maybe yeah. it's actually that he's just developed feelings for a woman, but he ca- categorizes is it, is it as sinful. sin. Well, that's what um,
0: that's that's what happens. Someone teaches a person what is sinful, and then when they have natural, normal, healthy sensations and feelings and thoughts yes yeah. they punish themselves because that's sinful
1: yeah
0: and that's always how it works
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not true and it's cruel and that shit
1: needs to stop people you know i had to grow out of a lot of that <laughs> i still Then around
0: sex. So much shadow. I've got so much shadow work around all of that stuff. Power and sex and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like really, we you know the fact that you know touching ourselves or being intimate with ourselves, you know, as our own, we are our first sexual partner. We are with we are the longest relationship we'll ever have. And it's still kind of taboo like it's a it's it's a to to talk about that stuff as healthy and natural and normal Like you've got to hide mm-hmm. it and you've got to be secret about it even with your partner
1: right yeah uh it reminds me of that movie pleasantville did you watch that it's a the i have movie. seen it where it turns into color it starts yeah. black and white yeah They start turning into color as they like. Oh, it's so beautiful, isn't
0: it? It's such a beautiful
1: movie, really.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I probably get a much different message now than I did then. I haven't. I saw it once, like you, long time ago. It's got the guy who played the first Spider-Man. Yeah, he was the first Spider-Man. But I do remember. I I do remember really liking the whole like. I do too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was like holster out, breaking free. And yes, and like that's breaking that's, free from the social norms. Yes,
0: that's what I write about that, it, it, in my novels. That's what I, the mythic fantasies that, that I'm writing, are about. The main character falling in love with herself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: learning to be intimate with herself on all the levels. Spiritual, yeah. emotional, physical, all of that stuff. Ultimate yeah. love story.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway. Magic. <laughs> um, I chose the orb connecting to Garian's mind. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My
0: magic is Relg listening to the voice of the mountain as they flee when he sort of, he says to stop. I think that's very cool.
1: It is. Uh, Reality. I just changed mine because you were speaking, it registers something in me that happened yesterday after I had written my initial one. But Relg's comment about... um, Haba being better off if the rock had just fallen on her. I, mm-hmm. I instantly understood that as a comment of mercy mm-hmm. on his part. And I mean, it's typical on a of the fantasy stories to know that you don't let somebody suffer. You just end it, right? Yes. Or even in stories about animals. Yep. Don't let them suffer. No. It's interesting. This relates to my life because last night I was sitting in my bedroom watching Maps of the Supernatural in the evening and, um, How you? Was, yeah. <laughs> and so right there where my bed is and the sliding glass door I can see into the yard and I had let Luna who's the big uh, chocolate lab puppy outside and then I saw her like standing and she was focused on something on the ground and so just happened to catch my attention and I see a little bird baby right in front of her and I just I caught her. I caught her attacking birds before, so I jumped up and I ran. Up and I was like, no, 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 get away, get away!" And Like, she wasn't even touching the bird, though. She was just looking at it, like, mm-hmm. "Like, what is this? <laughs> Doesn't look like the birds I usually play with." And so the bird was just sitting there. He couldn't move. Like he'd fallen from his nest and managed to hop a little bit. Um, and so I got my gloves and I got him. And I was trying to get him back up in the nest. And he was, he, right when I got him tucked in, he popped himself out and fell oh. and it looked, he was like splatted in a way that looked like I thought he'd killed himself. I was like, oh no. And I felt sickness and you know, but he was still moving he was still moving. And I was, I was about ready to just go like end his life. So he didn't have to suffer. But I sat with it for a little bit and I said, I don't know if this is right, though. Like, what if he's okay? Like, because mm-hmm. he started moving a little bit better after. So I just sat with him for a little bit. And then I said, no, I'm not going to do it because it's not my decision. Um, mm-hmm. He looks like he's getting better. Mm-hmm. So I managed to get him back up in the nest that time. And I just put him there with his, there's other little baby birdies in there. So I thought if the mom comes back, if I also said, You know, I know sometimes they won't come back if a human gets too close. So I just had the intention they'd be taken care of. But it was that decision of like, I don't know if I'm supposed to just end his suffering right now or Mm. help him and let him try to live, Mm -hmm. live his life. Because what if he's okay and I kill him Mm. and then I ended his life? I don't know what a little baby bird's supposed to look like when I mean, he's literally just growing yeah. his feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't even have all his feathers yet, so I didn't know what looked normal and what didn't. Yeah. But I saw him still opening his eyes, and he's looking at me, and then he chirped a little bit, and I said, he looks alive to me. Yeah. And I couldn't kill him. No. Well, so I put him back, and I still hear them all chirp away. Okay. The day today. So the mom came back? I don't know. I, I haven't seen her actually sitting there with them, but they chirp. Like, they're okay. happy. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Keep an eye on I mean, oh, them. That big do.
0: story. you okay? Yeah,
1: I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. I just felt bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to help you and save you from my dog, and then you just went and fell. Why'd you do that? <laughs> oh, you so I'm it. into your nest. Okay, so...
0: Oh, okay, my magic. No, my reality is my magic. Reality. Garen acknowledging that he is an entirely different person from the one who began the quest. At the end there where he's talking to the dry voice, or just before he talks to the dry voice when he's getting himself from, oh, my God, we found the orb, this thing that changed my life, and now... You know, we're at this different place. He—he's just—he realizes he's a totally different person from that boy who left Felder's farm. And and that that kind of momentous shift is how I felt when I came to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, left Australia. Yeah. Um, but in fact, it's day to day and moment to moment. Some days. That's <laughs> right. Um. Mm-hmm. That's my reality. Prophecy speaks. Okay.
1: Uh, My prophecy is. I wanted to choose something lighter this time around. I just thought, well, what what could be a good title for my short story? Oh, you changed it. Yeah, I did. I didn't (laughs) want to dwell dwell on heaviness. I changed my mind. Okay. Um, The book I'm using is called The Last Wish. I hope I don't butcher the author's name. It was Andrzej Sapkowski. Anyways, this is the guy that wrote the witcher's book. Okay. The witcher is the show now, but this is the first book in the series, I think. The Last Wish. And um, what could be a good title for my short story? Um, Come with me rather than rot here. These people don't know anything. They've only seen you killing, and you kill nastily, Geralt. Well, are you coming? Geralt didn't reply he was looking at him he put his sword away Stregobor shrugged and walked away his staff tapping rhythmically against the ground a stone came flying from the crowd and clattered against the flagstones a second followed whizzing past just above Geralt's shoulder the witcher holding himself straight raised both hands and made a swift gesture with them the crowd heaved. The stones came flying more thickly, but the sign, protecting him behind behind an invisible oval shield, pushed them aside. Enough, yelled the alderman. Bloody hell, enough of that. The crowd roared like a surge of breakers, but the stones stopped flying. The witcher stood motionless. The alderman approached him. Is this, he said, with a broad gesture indicating the motionless body strewn across the square. I know this scene is funny for some reason. Um, how your lesser evil looks, is it which what you believed necessary? Yes, replied Geralt slowly with an effort. Is your wound serious? Is your wound serious? No, in that case, get out of here. Yes, said the witcher. He stood a moment longer, avoiding the alderman's eyes. Then he turned away slowly, very slowly. (laughs) Okay. Um, So it's interesting that this theme does apply a little bit to the kind of story I'm writing. Mm. As in um, the stones being thrown at Geralt okay stones being thrown was something that jumped out at me me too i don't even know what your story is about (laughs) (laughs) i'm still trying to figure out exactly what it's about but yeah something with the stones um or being um what's like like ostracized Mm -hmm. um something like that in the title but in a way that makes it kinder of course like like my style but even something just with the word stone could be kind of cool
0: well that's the bit that you know I'm like a fall of stones what okay whatever
1: yeah the stones and then he did the sign the sign that protected him from the mm-hmm. um the stones hitting him Okay. Shields
0: well, and stones. There you go.
1: Right. Something like that. It's going to, it might have some deep magic like that too, that's just casting it and it's, um, so I'll sit with it. Something mm-hmm. I think with stone is coming up for me. So. Excellent. Oh, excellent.
0: Okay. So my question is, I'm delaying starting the onboarding process for my new subscribers who have downloaded my mm-hmm. book from the book promo. Uh, why am I fixating? Uh, like I'm like, oh, what if something's wrong? What if something's wrong? What if I, what if they don't like? You know, why am I fixating? And what do I need to know to move forward? Okay. The book I'm using is If Women Rose Rooted, A Life-Changing Journey to Authenticity and Belonging. Seems appropriate, Mm -hmm. by Sharon Blackie. The wise woman is the heroine returned from her journey, belonging finally both to herself and to the land where she lives. She is ready to offer up her knowledge and her gifts in service to the community. The wise woman, the weed wife, the curandera, whatever you call her, she is my inspiration. I recognise in her the need which each of us has to find strength from within ourselves, the need which each of us has to delve deep inside, to uncover and develop the sources of our own belonging, to come to belong to this wild, wide earth. This is the work we must have done before we can ever hope to bring our newly birthed wisdom, our skills and our love out into the world. Well, okay then.
1: I think that was really direct. It was, wasn't it? (laughs) And you know, but I've done that work you, before you even read. Well, before you even read the passage, and you're asking the question, why are you fixating? Um, I was just feeling because I know for you, it can perfectionism can be a thing, like a real thing. <laughs> And I think that fixating on it, like, oh, well, I don't want to do it yet because when this happens, why this happens is like a kind of perfection. Mm. Oh, and I yeah. think what the passage is saying is a way of finding the belonging is letting go of perfection too, because in belonging, it doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. You know, you know that you have wisdom to share and to do it, you share it from your place of belonging. And so what you need to do to move forward, I don't think it's, like, some big, like, release or anything. It's just, like, yeah. shift shift your mind into saying, okay, okay, if there's a typo, okay, or I'll, if somebody clicks this and nothing happens, well, okay. But it's still out there, and if, if there were something to go on, you, it will be brought to your awareness in one way or another that needs to be fixed, but I don't think that's going to be the case knowing how well you put things together. (laughs) I I feel like, I feel
0: like she's telling me you've done this work. Just Mm -hmm. get on with it. (laughs) Yeah. You've done the work you need to do. It's just,
1: so just just a mild case of of perfectionism. That's Yeah. And that's easy at our stage. That's easy. Just be like, all right, we'll see you later. I don't need you. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it. Yeah. It's always like I get the same sensations too when I'm about to do something like that. Cause I'm soon I'm gonna be updating mine too. And I know that in my mind's gonna do that to me as well. But I also know that I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> Cause otherwise <laughs> I'll never do it. It'll yeah. just never be good enough. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool.
0: prediction
1: for the next chapter um they'll move forward on their journey toward their next destination which is Riva. I don't know how long it'll take them to get there some things might happen on the way but maybe we'll get some more insight in the next chapter on Taba or on the little boy because mm-hmm. there was something strange about it right so okay cool uh all right so we're at the end of
0: what's been quite a long episode. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. <sighs> I've really enjoyed that conversation, though. I think it's been yeah, a good it was worth it. It was worth uh, it. Some <laughs> nice little nuggets of Alicia and Sandra wisdom in that one. Um, you, darling listener, will find all the show notes. And links to everything at belgariademeyond.girlaskindle.com. Head over there, check it out. You can put a comment under the episode post, or you can head over to Patreon and follow us there, and you'll get an email when I put new, when we put new comments or posts up you can leave a voice message for us. There'll be a link in the show notes for that. You can send us emails with questions and comments uh, to beyond at gmail.com. But most of all, thank you to our patrons who help us to produce this show. Um, We really appreciate you. Uh, This is an indie production. And so the best way for you to support the show is to become a patron. You can become a $1 patron and join in uh the chats you know you can that lets you come in and chat with the other fans of the show the other patrons and um there are other things that you can get but you can go to patreon and check it out there's other things i won't dwell on it here thanks for check thanks for thanks for tuning in it's been a very chatty chatty show i've really enjoyed it mm-hmm. i hope i he's hope still here. are
1: you still here <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there will be plenty who listen through to the end. <laughs> oh, so back next, next back week. next week.
0: When does summer next holiday week? start? That's not to,
1: not not until. June,
0: well, next week July. would be
1: last week before summer.
0: Oh, really? See you next episode. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. See you next episode, lovelies. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around.
1: Have a good week, everyone.